And this is Randy's number one Andy Assault rifle of comedy Got the tablet handy Andy Prime, Mr. On Time Slinging punchlines from the cut walk at a straight line Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller Crowd killer, say hold up He's probably not here out trying to raise his daughter So we'll just tune in to 3SPN To the side puppet nation, let the party begin Haywood, Pop Pop, Petey, Romaine, top of the list JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips Might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit Might be just trying to help you get a Nice pink young bitch You have an opinion, let's hear it do it proper The world may suck, but I like it, I want you Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet If you're dropping our names Now let's come together, there's nothing else to say Let's start the show, Randolph hit him with the Hey! 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 Hey, Thursdays. What's up? Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Petey Stew. We got three guys on. What's happening? Right back at you. We got any, uh, we had any emails popping. No, we got them all uh, out of the way. We got a few tweets over the last couple of weeks, um, which we, we always, I'm always bad at responding to people on Twitter. Someone actually tweeted at me. It's been a couple of weeks for that one. Someone tweeted at me. Remember we brought up Conspiracy theories. I mentioned 9-11 and the Kurt Cobain was murdered theory. Someone tweeted at me a link to a video about 9-11 conspiracies. And um, I appreciate that, but I don't think I'll be swayed. I've prob- I don't know if I've seen the one. I started watching the one that he sent. It was like an hour and a half long. I was like, nah. Was that the loose change one? No, was- but I was going to say I've seen loose change. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, this was when it first came out. Was, they're on like loose change version 50 by now. They always <laughs> update it and shit. But I watched the original Loose Change, or maybe version two, years ago, and so I kind of know where a lot of these theories go, and I've I've read up on some of these theories. Um, the thing that the person sent me was not Loose Change, though. It was like, uh, you know, fifty things about nine eleven that can't be explained. I skimmed the video a little bit. A, part, a big part of it was like showing people debunking nine eleven. And then debunking the debunkers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but you, why are you debunking debunkers? The burden of proof is on you, That's the right. conspiracy theorists. Like, say, oh, well, he, the debunker was wrong in what they said. Well, so? You got to be right in what you say. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't remember the name of the person. I'm scrolling through my fucking Twitter feed now. I can't remember the name of the person who sent it to me. But I appreciate that. But uh, it's not about the specifics with me on 9-11. It's about, it's a philosophical thing. The plan as the conspiracy theorists claim happened is a dumb plan that no one would ever sign off on. Mm-hmm. Let's throw two building, two planes in the buildings would have another building just fall. No one would actually plan that. They would have a third plane mm-hmm. for building seven. Or let's have a plane go down in Pennsylvania because there were only four, three hijackers on it. If you wanted to avoid all that, you'd have put 10 hijackers on every plane and you wouldn't have overpowering from the crew and the people on the plane. If I was planning 9-11, I wouldn't just have three on a plane. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you got to think about it from the standpoint of the people planning the conspiracy. They would never go with the plan of buildings having falls on its own for no reason, which yeah. is bullshit. It fell for a reason. It's kind of a Stanfield plan when you think about it's it. Just, it it's, it's a plan that's a, <laughs> it's an awful, awful plan. Just and kill no one, anyone that bucks at us no and one put them in a vacated row house. And the other thing, <laughs> now here I am talking about 9-11 conspiracies, but the other thing <laughs> That's how it happens. Is, um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, because there's a lot of different ideas. The idea was that the plan was to gin up support for a war mm-hmm. in Afghanistan and ultimately Iraq. ISIS beheads two journalists and support for war skyrockets. Sure. You don't have to knock down giant buildings to no. do that. Um all these false flags, people with false flag because uh, I remember the one and they were going to do a false flag in Cuba. That was going to be like a little small explosion to justify a war with Cuba. You don't have to destroy all that shit. And if you're going to do false flag, 
you do some shit like a nightclub full of soldiers in faraway country was blown up and 60 soldiers died. Now we got to go to war. And you can just false flag the fuck out of that by having fake footage. Mm-hmm. You don't do it live on TV. That's not, that's a dumb, again, a dumb plan for a false flag to gin up support for a war in Afghanistan. And it just doesn't make sense why you would go that route. It, right. It's a stupid plan. No one would, uh, no one would allow that to be the plan if that was your plan. In fact, it did a false flag in so, of sorts by saying that Iraq has WMDs, we have to go in. Right. Mm-hmm. They could have just done that the whole time. They right. didn't have to knock down buildings. So if your idea is that they were they were getting public support for a war, again, ISIS beheads two people on, on YouTube and support goes up to like 90%. That's right. all yeah. you got to do. You'd support it too if you watched that video. <laughs> <laughs> if you had any balls. So, all the other stuff about like like you need you want to know much. the truth, man. You don't need that much to get support to go up. You just don't. It's it's overkill. It's a dumb plan. The whole thing is a dumb plan, as the conspiracy theorists claim. Can't tell them. They don't happened. Hear it. No one would plan that. Think about what you're saying. They don't want to hear it. Think about what you're saying happened. Why would anyone do that? Just tell them there's Russians at play here. Yeah. Why would they're anyone, not white. Why would they only have three hijackers on the plane if this is a grand plan? They'd have ten. There'd be no overpowering of the hijackers, Mm-mm. and they wouldn't have box cutters. They would have actual guns. Yes. <laughs> and they would say, how'd they get guns through metal detectors? And we still have the TSA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. patting us down and taking our rights away, man. Taking our rights away, man. You still got the Patriot Act. That all the things that you think were consequences or, or pre-planned. They all wanted to do this stuff, man. Yeah. Start so. taking our rights away, man. Anyway, but I've looked into the 9-11 man. theories. and they I take uh, our guns, man. I just think, just like I said with the Kurt Cobain thing, the plan doesn't make sense to shoot right. him in the head if you've given him a lethal dose, dose of heroin. Yeah. Let the lethal dose be lethal. Let the lethal dose be lethal. And there's you no, don't have to shoot him in the head. There's no blood. There's no big sound that someone could see, <laughs> that someone lo- looks up and sees you walking out later. Yeah. You eliminate all that because you gave him a lethal dose of heroin. No, man. The plan doesn't make sense. No. You're, you're the one who doesn't understand, to man. To overdose him and then shoot him. No, man. It's a bad plan. You, you don't understand, man. That's why silencers are illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but the 9-11 conspiracies... Their people are saying, look what they did, and you're talking about a plan that no one would ever do. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Right. It's a dumb, dumb, dumb plan. It's and, propagated uh, by dumb, dumb, dumb people. And fire thank doesn't- you. By the way, thank you, listener, yeah. for sending Andy the yeah. thing. Well, I mean, that's right. just not, not you. I mean, I've looked into this. <laughs> Jet fuel doesn't melt steel, but it does weaken it, so right. enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not like strong, 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 melted. Yeah. No, there's a fucking middle yeah, ground where a, it's a, weaker. Yeah. It gets weakened. And people saw the plane hit the Pentagon. It goes over, it went over Columbia Pike, right over the draft house. Right by where we live. The draft house. I know a guy that was in the Pentagon and survived. Right. And and it's, 395 is a busy highway. It went right over that. It's not some, it's not a missile. It's a fucking plane. (laughs) I don't know what this video, this guy, this guy might have sent me a video. Trust, trust and believe there were people driving who went, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Saw a plane coming over. Right. They probably thought it was a plane coming from Reagan. I, right. know, I would have thought, like, oh shit, what the right. fuck? Right, what the fuck? How did someone? <laughs> that's what people thought when the first plane hit. They were like, yeah. some Cessna pilot fucking yeah. hit the World Trade Center. Some that guy had, on that opioids. Had, that had happened in New York on the Upper East At Side. The Empire a State Building. A plane went into a went into a, like a residency building. That was a Yankees pitcher. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was post nine yeah. eleven. Before, like years ago, decades ago, a plane hit the Empire State Building. Some yeah. private pilot. Yeah. Some pilot on opioids uh, paging Jeff Sessions. The Yankees picture. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get him arrested. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Now, wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Is he black? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a pilot, so. so he's I saw that Denzel not. movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees picture was 2006. We were living in New York at the time. Yeah, I remember. Uh, Corey Lytle. Corey yeah. Lytle was a, uh, a, okay, here it is. The 2006, October 11th, 2006. This was, this was uh, probably during the postseason when a Cirrus SR-20 General Aviation fixed-wing single-engine light aircraft crashed into the Bel Air apartments in New York about 2:42 p.m. Aircraft struck the north side of the building located on Upper East Side, causing a fire in several apartments, which was extinguished. Both people aboard the aircraft were killed. New York Yankees pitcher Corey Lytle and his certified flight instructor Tyler Stanger. That guy didn't do his job worth a damn. No. 21 <laughs> people were injured. <laughs> do his job worth a damn. 11 Was he asleep? <laughs> he woke <laughs> up. He woke What the fuck, yeah. man? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been more woke, man. Uh, an apartment resident uh, was hospitalized for a month with severe burns. 
11 firefighters injured. Uh, according to the FAA, yeah, here's the crash part. The airplane struck the Bel Air, a 42-story condo tower at approximately 30 stories above the ground. The plane hit the apartment owned by Dr. Parviz Ben-Huri and his wife, Ilana. She's the one that was in the hospital for a month. Um, she was seated in the room when the plane crashed and sustained shrapnel injuries and burns. Mm. Her housekeeper was also present and helped her escape. I would hope so. Yeah. Don't want your housekeeper just running off. Uh, there was no indication the aircraft's uh, emergency parachute deployed. I think I remember it was a wind thing. The 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 plane was like making a U turn. Here it is. Aircraft took a hard U shaped turn before hitting the building. Some kind of like they were making a U turn, and a huge gust of wind came, and it was a small plane and just slammed the plane into the, this building. You hear the hear the instructor. All right, now we're gonna make a we're gonna make a, 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 a U turn. Might be might contract some turbulence here. You're doing very well, Corey. You're doing very well. Corey, uh, Listen, the weather's about to throw you a curveball. We're going <laughs> <laughs> you know to did there. We're going we're gonna to come around the corner. Now, now, Corey, I need you to pull out of this turn, Corey. Pull up, pull, Corey, pull up, Corey. Pull up, Corey. Pull up, Corey. <laughs> pull up, Corey. There's a Corey. <laughs> Damn it, Corey. And now they die. Then they die. Ah! <laughs> Sometimes you can't learn to be strong until it's your only option. <laughs> <Yeah>. Boom. <laughs> building over there. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, Lido's playing flew north along the corridor almost to the end before executing a turn and hitting the north face of the building. I think mid U turn. They didn't mm. quite get all the way around and the wind just pushed them. Turn the wheel, Corey. Yeah. Turn the wheel. How about Harder, you, Corey. Uh, Harder. How about Corey? You, you pull up, Corey? Could you pull up a little bit? We're, can't we get over these buildings a little bit? Trying to stay calm. Yeah. Corey, listen now. You're doing well. Just turn the wheel. Pull it harder, Corey. That pull, dude pull, it harder, Corey. <laughs> pull it harder, Corey. Pull it harder, Corey. Corey? Pull it harder. Are you hearing, Can you hear me, Corey? That dude was like, uh, I think remember the Yankees had an issue with him being a pilot. Because he I flew. can't imagine why they would have. <laughs> yeah. They were like, maybe you shouldn't fly planes around, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, fuck you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do what I want. Do what I want. I'm a pitcher for the Yankees. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. Do what I want. Two days after the crash, the FAA banned all fixed-wing aircraft from the East River Corridor <laughs> unless in contact with local air. So, you know, there were some pissed fucking pilots who took their families on these sightseeing tours. Like, hey, check out. The, and then now they can't because this Yankees pitcher... Jesus. Those guys all like the Mets now. Yankees pitcher. <laughs> Yankees pitcher who was like a 17-year-old kid with a learner's permit. Watch out for that curb. Watch out for that curb. Watch out for that curb. <laughs> Boom. I need new axles now. <laughs> yep. Uh, ex- helicopters can still fly because they do those tours. But small planes can't fly up that corridor anymore. Thanks, Corey Lytle. God. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> You son of a bitch. You guys have those experiences learning how to drive a car? Oh, sure. <laughs> I remember oh, when my old man sure. with a stick shift with no power steering to her cell and then not coming to a com- Come to a complete stop, Petey. I don't want the shit. <laughs> oh, sure. He banned, he banned all Petey's from driving. Then he banned all Petey's. No more Petey's driving. Back to the parking lot, jack off. It's, it's in the Petey's con- contract now. You can't drive. Someone backed into my bumper last night. I was in D.C. Oh, yeah? going a big hunt. I pulled up to park. There was a car in front of my space that was had his brake lights on. It was on. And so, you know, they're about to leave probably. They didn't see me pull up behind them. I didn't get close. I, there was plenty of space. Uh, but I'm sitting there. And I haven't even turned my car off yet. And that car puts it in reverse and starts moving backwards. I lean on the horn. I'm like, stop, hey, stop, 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 yeah. stop. Bang, they hit my bumper, my front bumper. And then they sit there for a second. Immediately, I pull up my phone and take a picture of their license plate. I'm like, I've been hit and run before. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh-huh, I'll make sure I get yeah. this. Take a picture of the license plate. A couple seconds go by. I'm like, I, all right, they're not getting out. They're not turning the car off. And guess what they do? They start moving forward and make a U-turn. So now they make a U-turn. It's, I'm, I'm writing. I not only have I taken the license plate picture, I'm writing the license plate number down on my phone and the make and model of the car. They make a U-turn, but there's a light. So they, mm-hmm. they're stopped at a light. So now they're parallel to me <laughs> trying to go the other way. Just waving at you. Hey, how you After doing? I finish writing their info down, I get out of my car and the woman, she has, there's like three people in the car. She has her window cracked open. Yeah. I'm like, you're not going to stop? And she goes, I'm stopped right now. 
God, that's like the worst time to obey the law. And then the light turned green. <laughs> and she drove off. Uh, I look, it was raining and dark. I don't think there's any damage to my bumper. It sounded, it hit it kind of hard, but not super hard. And then I checked it today. Not really checked it, checked it, but I'm going to check it more thoroughly. I might even take it to the shop, make sure it's not like Yeah, yeah. yeah. see if you have crumple damage because the yeah. bumpers are designed to compress. Yeah. I would. This same yeah. sort of shit happened to me outside the Wonderland about yeah. four or five years ago, but it was my car was parked, and this yeah. fucking lady was trying to do a U-turn in the middle of the street, and she yeah. dinged my side. And then just, yeah. as I was walking out, I see her trying to like roll, and I just ran in front of her car like, yeah. <laughs> and then she rolled down her window. I called the cops. Then the cop was like, oh, do you have your registration on you? And I actually didn't. And he's like, well, I could write you up for that. I was like, I don't think so because I wasn't in motion. My car yeah. just parked yeah, there. Yeah, How do you know where I live? And he's like, well, I was like, well, I'm taking down everything just to be sure. And then yeah. I did. And then the lady started trying to barter with me, being like, well, I know this mechanic out in PG that can like do this. I got a guy. Like, and I was I like, got a guy. <laughs> I, maybe you do, but I'm going to talk with my insurance company, see what they say. And he yeah. was, they were like, oh, no, that's what she wants. They're like, we're calling her insurance company. And then it turned out to be 1100 bucks in yeah. my yeah. pocket so yeah. call your people i'm going to and the only the only issue now looking back because i i took the picture which is then time stamped with the time yeah. i saved the license plate number in evernote which time stamps mm-hmm. what i don't have turned on on my phone is location for pictures right because she could claim i was never in dc yeah if you have location turned on on your camera i have location turned on on evernote i think which actually saves the location of when, right, where the right. note was um but I didn't have it turned on. So the metadata on my camera will tell you what time of day it was, but it won't tell you where geographically. Because right. uh, I, I just don't like the idea of everyone knowing where a picture was taken right, if right. I want to take a picture. So I always have it turned off. But in the future, maybe I'll go into my settings, click on for location, and then take a picture. Because I had a few seconds to do that. Mm-hmm. And my phone has a Galaxy 7 S7 Edge. You double tap the home button and the camera immediately comes on. So you don't have to like go through your. Go through, look for the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just double tap, took a picture, sat there and waited for her, wrote down the license plate number, and she she drove off. Um, I got hit and run in DC once years ago. This was like 94, 95. I was stopped at a light. Car behind me was stopped. And I just look up in the rearview mirror and there's this truck, pickup truck, speeding toward us. And I catch it like the last second. The guy probably didn't even try to stop he slammed into the car behind me mm-hmm. which then hit my car right 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 my car had some bumper damage it was fine the car behind me was totaled uh but again i'm like sitting there like everything's everybody okay you know yeah. I'm, i'd look up my rearview mirror this truck starts backing up <laughs> i'm like oh, okay i see what's going on and he pulls off into traffic now a metro bus has seen the accident coming the other way so metrobus had called police unbeknownst to me at that point so i'm like i gotta get this guy's license plate number so i get behind him stay behind him for a couple blocks at one point i actually hit my horn at the guy he's not stopping at one point he actually pulls over like maybe thinks he should stop and then thinks better of it pulls back into traffic so i'm like i'm not gonna chase this guy forever i got his license plate number i came back and the metro bus driver told me oh cops are coming i called cops i'm like cool so I give the cops the license plate number. I'm like, it's a Maryland plate, white pickup truck, this make model, here's a license plate number. Mm-hmm. like, all right, they got all my info. They're like, well, they know what happens. I call my insurance company. I got this bumper damage. They're like, okay, well, you know, we'll see what happens when they catch the guy. I'm When I'm talking to the cops, I hear someone, I hear on the radio, oh, we spotted him going down this road. Mm-hmm. Right? My insurance company contacts me like a week or two later. Uh, did they ever catch that guy? Because we never heard anything. I was like, I haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. They never contacted me again. They said, can you check the police report? You have to go to the police station. And luckily, I was doing open mics at the time, so once a week, I'm in D.C. And I was like, yeah, I guess. So my insurance company was having me go to a police yeah, precinct. Yeah, having you do their footwork. Where you can ask for the police report, and someone will go get it for you, and you can just look through it. It's like fucking midnight. I'm walking in after an open yeah. mic, like, can I, can I get that case? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they've never caught the guy. So the insurance company... Uh, said, all right, DC has this rule. It's an uninsured motorist thing. If you get into an accident and the person doesn't have insurance, DC pays you. But uh, we'll give the cops a little bit of time and see what happens. Maybe they'll catch the guy. What's a little bit of time? Well, here's the thing. A few months go by. Now, my car's perfectly drivable. There's like a piece of the bumper that's like torn off. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried about it. The woman in the car behind me was taken to the hospital 
Yeah. You know, she's like, worried about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, like uh, several months later, I'm talking to my insurance agent because they're going to do just the uninsured motorist thing. And she says, "Yeah, you know, they never caught the guy. That's weird. If only would have had like, like his license plate number or something." And, you know, I was like, "I, I did. I got his license plate. <laughs> it's in the police report." I didn't know you wanted that. I said, it's probably still in my wallet. Hold on. <laughs> and I got my wallet, and there's the piece of paper with the license plate number. And I tell my Allstate insurance agent, I'm like, yeah, I got it right here. You want it? She goes, yeah, we can run it. <laughs> so I gave it to her, and she goes, all right, well, I'll call you back. Like fucking 10 minutes later, she calls back. Yeah, we got the guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we found yeah. him. He's, uh, he lives in Maryland. He has changed insurance companies since the accident. Right. The, ins- the car behind me was a rental car. So that insurance company was also looking for the guy. Right, they were looking for this dude. And I'm like, first of all, it's in the police report. You guys need me to go. I don't yeah. know why. Second of all, I have the thing. Yeah. And third of all, DC never ran it. Mm-hmm. Right. DC right. never ran the police plate. never fucking ran yeah. the plate. Yeah. So my insurance agent's like, yeah, we got him. Cool. You're gonna get a check. Yep. Adjusters and underwriters Hopefully. are so much more <sighs> thorough is, than cops. This yeah. is for Chad Heft. That's pathetic. This is for that's Chad Heft. Hopefully they got some retraining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope that those officers got some retraining. It was ridiculous. It was like, like, oh, I had the the answer in my wallet all yeah, this the whole time. time. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time they sent me the check, I had gotten Thank so you. used to driving with this little piece taken out of my bumper. I was like, I'm not. Gonna, I'm just going to keep the money at this yeah. point. I'm, I'm not going to. The car yeah. doesn't have that much value anymore. It's an yeah. old car, so I just kept it. What do we have here? Uh, chips and popcorn. Thank you. I'm trying to raise a daughter. She our little lady's bringing us chips and popcorn. So let's try not to eat on the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, Ava. Hey, thanks, Ava. <laughs> I'm a blast. <laughs> that. Did we send that? Did we send that Steve Harvey email? Yeah, it's in the email. Let's talk about that. Steve, here's what you can do with a person. This is, you can, you can, there are certain ways you can judge people. You can judge people by the way they act in moments of crisis. Never judge by anybody by how things are, how they are when things are going good. Judge them by how things are going when they're going bad. Mm-hmm. You can judge them in moments of crisis. You can judge them by the people they associate themselves with. And you can judge them by the way they treat people who are subordinate to them. Yeah. That's a big one. Oh, yeah. Judging somebody by the way they the way they are subordinate to them. I, I'm gonna go a slightly devil's advocate on this. I bet some shit preceded this that had been going on for a long time. Oh, I'll I'll have you know I'll have I'll have the answers to that. <laughs> now Steve Harvey gave up his his staff on his T V show got a memo from him. Right. Is what happened. Here's the memo. I'll I'll skip the article and just get to the memo. And this is from Steve Harvey. Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome back. The show was just coming back. I'd like you all to review and adhere to the following notes and rules for season five of my talk show. There will be no meeting in my dressing room, meetings in my dressing room. No stopping by or popping in. All caps, no one. Which means people have probably done that. Do not come to my dressing room unless invited. So far, I guess that's reasonable. Do not open my dressing room door comes the all caps again. If you open my door, expect to be removed. Uh-huh. Does that mean Steve Harvey's going to run you out? Is he going to... Got like security a, there. Big fruity. Uh, <laughs> Security's there all the time. Yule. Yeah. The original kings of security. <laughs> um, my security team will stop everyone from standing at my door who have the intent to see or speak to me. I want all the ambushing to stop now. That includes TV staff. You must schedule an appointment. I've been taken advantage of by my <laughs> lenient policy in the past. This ends now, all caps, no more. Do not approach me while I'm in the makeup chair unless I ask to speak with you directly. What about if you're the makeup artist? Uh, either knock or use the doorbell. He's got a doorbell. I am seeking more free time for me throughout the day. Maybe you don't have 10 jobs. Uh, do not wait in any hallway to speak to me. I hate being ambushed. There's that word again. Please make an appointment. I promise you I will not entertain you in the hallway and do not attempt to walk with me. If you're reading this, yes, I mean you. Everyone, do not take offense to the new way of doing business. I think that's the part that bothered me more than anything else. It is for the good of my personal life and enjoyment. Thank you all, Steve Harvey. That's the part of it that bothered me more than anything else. (laughs) 
You go the, tell me to not take offense at yeah, something. Don't be offended. Yeah. Don't be offended, even though I'm going out of my way to, to treat you like a piece of dirt. Don't be offended. Now, this is, again, this, this is giving some benefit of the doubt to him. Shit's happened before. He's a busy guy. People take advantage. People, I mean, he, he said in a follow-up thing where people always want you to, they bring their friends to meet you and they want you to sign shit. And like, he's a busy guy going from place to place, going to makeup or whatever. I feel like just a in-person meeting with your team. <laughs> you th- do you think, Andy? But <laughs> I wonder if that was done. I and, don't. I, no. And they still No, because it. he would have said that. Because I guess so. they asked him about it. <clears throat> the next day yeah somebody was like what the fuck man mm-hmm. and he was like well yeah i wrote that shit you know basically yeah. the next day he was like yeah i did it if that had happened if he had said listen we had a meeting about this i talked to everybody about this just nice and, about it just, and they kept on doing it so i felt like i had to, he would have said that because in text it's hard to convey yeah. you know uh, uh, you can't hear the inflections if you have right. a meeting you're like guys look I, I just can't. I am overwhelmed with all right. the people coming to talk That's to me. That's all you got to do. Even if you see me in the hall, like you can say what's up, but don't come to me with business while I'm walking down the hall. Right. I'm going somewhere. Make an appointment. You know my right. assistant. Talk, call my assistant. Set it up. Don't barge into my dressing room which if that's a problem that's a problem he could yeah. be half dressed mm-hmm. in his dressing but here's room. the thing about the dressing room you put a do not disturb sign on the door and if people you put a lock on the door right mm-hmm. you put you know. a lock on you lock your you lock your door right people it's really easy to fix a door so people don't barge into it but again if people if his staff is like showing their friends around like and here's where all the 20 button suits are that's an easy room, but that's such an you all gotta, these things are such easy you just fixes. ask people mm-hmm. to stop now yeah. if you've asked them and they haven't stopped you fire somebody as yeah. a, it'll stop yeah. <laughs> you fire somebody you, it'll you, stop Stop. You got to have a high profile. Someone's head's gonna roll. Yeah, you just so, fire somebody. Fire one a high person, enough profile. Pick one, fire one. If we're talking and about his stop. letters, you know. Yeah, I mean, instead, someone on staff with a high profile. Instead, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, instead, you're writing, you're writing piece of shit letters that make you look like the petty piece of shit you are, which then make me go, oh, here's why you went to go meet with Trump. Yeah, you piece right. of shit. Well, that's, that's what you learned. That's what I thought when I seen that. Because if I was to write, let's say I was in this position, all right. And with me, with my personality, and I haven't had the meeting, but I'm like, let's right. skip the meeting and go straight to right. uh, an email or memo. I'm sure I would be wording it differently. Like, guys, listen, uh, right? Love all you guys, but you know, some yeah. some shit like that. He went, he flexed a little bit <laughs> yeah. in this. He flexed a lot of bit. He flexed with the "you will be all caps." If you open my door, expect to be removed. No more security will handle you. That's more than just saying, give me some privacy. Yeah. No eye contact in the halls, Barbara Walters style. Barbara Walters, that's the first yeah. thing I thought. Oh, you Barbara Walters now? Yeah. You tuck Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Us. Yeah. yeah. So no eye contact. The queen just shouted at us. Barbara Probably Barbara Walters too. So I would, okay. I would think that like, either he tried that, or he skipped that and decided to flex. Yeah. And he didn't have to flex. He could no. have just said, "Guys, listen." No. But like no. I said, this is the measure of him. That right. shows you the measure of him. Mm-hmm. Because uh, somebody said um, when it was first written, they were like, this is the kind of thing you write. you got to show this to somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, okay, so Andy and I are partners in this thing. Right. right? Yeah. right. Hey, take a look at this. That's the kind of thing that I that I would write. Am I mm-hmm. being too harsh? But then as I thought about it, I'm like, I would never write anything. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, would never, I would never write anything. First of all, if I say I got an open door policy, then I got an open door policy. I'm also the type that I can be like, get the fuck out of my dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that. It's not, that's what comes with having an open door policy. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk to you. It's not right now. Now, now, move, See, the me, fuck, now move the fuck along. I would just have <laughs> a certain on. guest list of like 10 people that could come That's back easy. at any time That's and easy. give it to whoever my security was and then i'd why say why do i have security in my office and then i <laughs> say a whole other thing within one hour of showtime or whatever yeah. i want only these specific the people the everybody else that. get the fuck yeah. out the queen said off. that and i agree with that you say listen i need an hour before showtime i need to just be by myself like That's you it. said just these people can come through well, but any been, other time during the day, I don't care. You want to talk to me? That's fine. And the thing yep. about the makeup chair, listen, I have sat in makeup chairs for television. Humble brag. <laughs> and uh, more than once, humble brag. And uh, it's fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just you and the makeup artist talking about nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe he's reading Maybe he's reading copy. Maybe he's reading show notes. Reading show notes, copy, anything like that. But again, you fucking sh- I gotta I gotta do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta do this. Come talk to me later. I gotta do this. Just come talk yeah, to me later. Yeah, I gotta do this. Or and it's uh, over. Again, they, just, they're part of the show. They know what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, there's been other shows. Oprah had a show. Dr. Phil has a show. We've never heard of these things. <laughs> Not once. And I'm sure there are people who are like, hey, I work for Oprah. Come to my office. I'll show you around. 
Yeah. And there's probably people who line stepped yeah. at Harpo Studios and yeah. Oprah probably either fired him or dealt with him. You just deal with him. Now, this is before a lot of Oprah's show was before social media and you could just put something out there and shame yeah. someone publicly. But there's shows that are going on now that you don't hear this kind of shit about. No. You know? No. I'm sure Jimmy Fallon has demands on his time. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. a he's the nicest guy in the world. How hard is it to about. close your door? And put a sign on it that says "Do not disturb," and lock the door. Or hire someone do, to be I a bad do that, cop. I don't need security. Mm-hmm. I don't need. What do I need security right. for? It's inside of my. Yeah. <laughs> inside of I'm at work. I don't need security at is work. Is the intern going to pick the lock? <laughs> yeah. Is he going to be sitting there with one of those little kits picking the lock? That's not going to happen. So he was definitely like, he was putting his dick out there. He's putting his yeah. dick on the table. Yeah. As much as he was just trying to communicate this and stuff. He's, and he's proud of it, which shows me that Steve Harvey is a little bit of a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, he used to say that atheists have no moral barometer. I would yeah. say yeah. that uh, yeah. micromanagers have very yeah. little in my <laughs> very experience. Little moral barometer also. Act like an asshole. Think like a man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Harvey's new book. <laughs> What a douchebag. <laughs> what a royal douchebag. Mm-hmm. And he tries to come off as this homey, nice guy. Right. Know? Which I'm sure if you're in his inner circle is true, but he doesn't yeah. want to let new people in, which is, again, fine. But you have a show. Yeah. There's a, there's probably dozens of people on staff. Now, who? For what show was this? His talk show. His talk oh, show. the Steve Harvey. That he's moving out to L.A. to do. Now. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. The Steve Harvey show. Is he still going to do the feud? And Of course. Yeah. He's not going to give up a job. He wants mm-hmm. to be a billionaire. Yeah. Which is why he hangs out with Trump. Mm-hmm. Seat at the table. You know, I was reminded of with that Bethune thing, the Bethune Cook, I was reminded of him as well as other people. But the big thing, the big takeaway from that for me was um, we had a we had a listener email us and said, what did I think of after the after the people from the HBCUs went and met with him? Yeah. Do I think that that's viable anymore? Uh, no, it's not. Um, we know it's not viable because we saw what happened with the when they met with the HBCU guys. So we so moving forward, we all know now that there's no point in going to talk to these people. There's no point in going to talk to right. Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So there's no point in the in the head of Bethune Cook inviting Betsy DeVos in. You're not going to curry any favor from Donald Trump. Right. There's no point in it. Right. So Steve Harvey wants to be this billionaire dude, mm-hmm. and he wants to go talk. He's going to talk to Donald Trump. There's no point in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But you also seem to have forgotten that Donald Trump spent, built his whole career about on maligning the man that you claim to respect so much. Mm-hmm. Why would you then go turn around and be cool with the person who you who maligned the man that you said you respected? Why would you do that? If if person A talks shit about Petey all the time. Yep. And now person A comes to me and talk. I'm not going to fuck with person yeah, A. No. Why would I do that? But that goes back to what JL was talking about on Monday, which is the got to fight fair, give everyone a chance, right. listen, well, no. right. you know, right. that kind of thing. That's what the seat of the right. table shit is. Like, I'm going to bring everyone right. together, reach across the aisle, and talk to people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight fair, right. you know, which is bullshit. Right. So now you know if you work for Steve Harvey or you're going to join Steve Harvey's staff, yeah. you know what kind of person he is based on this memo. Right. It is. This is what he is. Okay. What are you going to do with that knowledge? Do you want to be in the game that I understand some of y'all got jobs and you've done this. Yeah. If you're on this TV show, you can get on another TV show. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's a resume builder at minimum <laughs> yeah, to get on another show. You can get on another show. If you're working on this show, you usually get on another show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what are you, you going to do? But he, he it ain't gonna get no better than this because he's nah. not acting. He's not acting like he wants it to be better. In his mind, he ain't do nothing wrong. Mm-mm. Said that shit the next day. It's a demand on my time. It's a demand on my time. On your time? What the fuck are you it, talking about? It yeah. might be, but you don't have to be a dick about it, right? You know, that's the that's the main thing. I understand completely not wanting people to ambush you with requests and things, and your time is precious, but. First of all, you have nine thousand jobs. Yeah, right. You don't want to see to go to his job. Morning radio show. Morning radio. He hosts pageants from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Fucks up. He's so. Yeah, he still does stand up gigs. You know, he'll put out DVDs and shit from time to time. So I don't know Uh, if your time is that valuable. I mean, obviously, money is more valuable to you than your time because you Mm want to every second of your day you're trying to make money. Right. But if you want to start budgeting your time. That's cool. 
But you can still be a decent person. Yeah. That's all. That sounds like a guy that maybe needs to quit a job or two. Well, he's 60 years old. Like, fucking... That's what I don't get. People... Everyone who says, like, what happened, what would you do if you win the lottery? First thing people say is, I'd quit my job. Yeah, but what are you going to do? But he's financially a lottery winner equivalent. Right. But, you know, there's the the ego and the need to be, like, you know, like some point, just, you can just fucking retire now. Yeah. You're 60, you have millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, maybe. And I'm not saying do nothing. You don't have to do all this. I agree with you, and I'm not saying do nothing. I had a boss when I was managing a garage in Georgetown about 10 years ago. And this guy owned this entire block. It's the big block above, like, Cafe Milano, all that shit, you know? Big, big business. He was 65, and three months working under him were hell. I mean, constant calls. You talk about micromanagerial. Why did this happen at 2 a.m.? Why did this? Somebody didn't stamp a fucking ticket. This, that, that's that. And then one day, he left this really harsh ass message on my voicemail and i went in and i chewed his ass out to his face and don't you ever fucking talk to me like that you know i don't (laughs) give a shit how old you are i'm a man you know all that and i remember thinking like you got millions of bucks you own property all these places and then when he i quit and he took me out to lunch or whatever and apologized and all this he's like i just don't know what i'm gonna do and he'd been a workaholic fucking forever that's where his value and his ego comes from yeah 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 he's keeping score you know with his bank account and it's like he had all this money but even that didn't even seem to matter because he drove a beat-up pickup truck around (laughs) he he drove a tractor trailer one night i had to follow him in a goddamn uh his pickup while he drove a tractor trailer out to prince william county where he owned a farm do a pickup or just dropped i was in the pickup he was driving to drive tractor trailer to do a pickup or you just know to to drop off the tractor trailer and then Uh i had to drive his ass back in the pickup truck and then he drove back in the pickup but i'm like you got a harvard law degree you own like all this shit. You've flown planes. Like, wait, just sell the ranch, and relax or something. For yep. God's sake. He's still sad. Yeah, yeah. It's just it doesn't get him high anymore. The yeah. new shit has to get. He's got an issue that he's never dealt with, and that was just there. So but he's that's a Harvey problem, I think. Yeah, from what it seems like, just you can lay back a little bit. The, people were saying that about Letterman. Uh, I was listening to Paul Schaefer on WTF. Yeah, where he was saying that you know. Letterman has retired now, and he kind of has this outlook like, why was that so important to me, Inter- doing an entertainment show? Yeah. Like, maybe I could have done this, because he seems to be enjoying doing nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he's got the big beard. Big he beard. Just <laughs> went to a Caps game uh, yeah. a while back. I don't know why he was in D.C., but, and it's like, oh, yeah, this doesn't have to matter that much. I was set for life 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, also a racing team. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, shit like that. Like, you know, you, maybe you get too caught up in like, every day you gotta get up and grind. Rise mm-hmm. and grind. Hashtag. Hashtag. But <laughs> you don't have to. Try not grinding. Maybe that suits you better at this point. Yeah. You know? Well, you don't have to dye your mustache anymore. You know, you've made you, it. Re- you retire. <laughs> the ends are meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so relax. Yeah. <laughs> relax a little bit and enjoy it. Yeah. Ooh, here now we have seventy dollars because I want to do my share. Because I want to do my part. (laughs) (laughs) You see, Trump has now threatened to cancel the White House staffing. He threatens all kinds of shit. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Well, again, this is right out of the because he doesn't want to be contradicted again. It's the it's the tyrant's playbook. It's it's it's, one message. It's 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 the tyrant's playbook. It doesn't matter. He threatened he's going to because his his surrogates. it's too. He says so much stuff they get contradicted. I'm like, well, you don't want to says all this contradictory shit. Right. It won't mm-hmm. matter because he's still going to say shit and yeah. contradict himself later. It just won't be Sean Spicer parroting it. It'll just be yeah. the official White House, whatever, uh, Q and A, and then like now he's got two this, days later. Now he's got that woman there. Well, just because Spicer's on reserve, dude. He's in yeah. the Navy reserve, so, so he says. <laughs> but he's got two weeks that a Huckabee year. woman there, who I'm sure. You know what's the funniest thing about all these people? They all claim to be these religious nutjobs, mm-hmm. and they lie with such ease. Yeah. <laughs> they lie with such Sarah ease. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah. She's, well, that's the problem, though, with having a- You know she's only in her 30s? Yeah, she's young. I'm like, Jesus, you look terrible. <laughs> you should quit this job. Yeah, yeah but compared to <laughs> Mike Huckabee's other kids, though. He should quit this job. Didn't one of his kids get in trouble for like he's killing animals? Damn near. He's, he has the traits of a serial killer. That's like the like the check boxes of serial yeah. killers. Yeah. Do this, do this, do this. He does. When you have a public zeal for religion, automatically you're going to contradict yourself more, I think. Yeah. Because you 
seem to believe that you're right. Like God's on your side, so I can't be wrong. So any failure I tell you about, you'll call me a heathen because I'm an atheist, or you'll find some other way to rationalize your behavior. Because clearly I'm the guy with Jesus. I can't be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Huckabee, the the son of Huckabee, uh, David Huckabee, in 98 was a camp counselor, and him and another guy killed a dog. Uh, I think they said the dog was sick or something. Right. Oh. David Huckabee was 17 at the time of the slaying, although he would turn 18 less than two weeks later. Both young men were fired over the incident. Uh, Dung Kevorkian. <laughs> yes. as, as to why the dog was killed, different people have offered different reasons. Governor Huckabee said in 2007, interview conducted by Larry King, that it was mangy. It looked like it was going to attack. Well, mangy is like a skin disorder. Yeah, it's a skin yeah. disease. That's... Um, that's- the father of the other young man fired over the dog slaying said in a 1998 news article his son had come upon one or more scouts, this was at a Boy Scout camp, who had the dog, quote, hung over a limb and choking, so his son helped put it out of its misery. Scout executive Young said in another what 1998. What scout does that? Yeah, be prepared to <laughs> choke a dog out. Choke a dog to death. So those that's are the serial killers? That's a scout thing, no? Nice work, kids. Let me finish. Uh, another 1998 news article said the two young men had told him the dog appeared to be ill. So call a vet. Three stories now. Yeah. We're at three. We're at, now we're at three stories. Yeah. And one of them's from 07. The two of the other two were from 98, yeah. which they're probably a little closer to the truth. Uh, a December 2007 Newsweek article reported that shortly after the animal's death, the local prosecuting attorney wrote a letter to the Arkansas State Police asking them to investigate the case. See if the two young men had violated animal cruelty laws. The state police did not look into the matter, and no charges were filed. Because they were the governor's son. <clears throat> and his buddy. Yeah, and his buddy. So anyway, that's that's David Huckabee's claim. He's a piece of shit, too, Huckabee, by the way. They're all pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it doesn't fall too far from the, the, fall too far from the tree. Kid's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, that's a... He he definitely was in training to be a serial killer. I don't know if he made the team, but yeah. <laughs> he was definitely in training. His daughter sure hasn't picked up much from the dad in the way of combating obesity. Oh, I noticed un- that, she too. She is an unattractive little thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, don't you don't have to shame her looks to shame her political It was my wife that pointed this out to me. <laughs> she doesn't either. Like, no, I know I don't, Sometimes but I will anyway. Sometimes women's biggest enemy is other women, <laughs> like, wow, she's only in her 30s. I was like, what? <laughs> So anyway, Huckabee and that dude, the, the sons, they hung the dog. They yeah. choked it by hanging it. Yeah. They hanged the dog, I they guess. They hanged it. Hanger hung. Yeah, they captured yeah. the dog and killed the dog. Some accounts say they hung the dog to death. Did they Others skin differ. it too? I think they skinned it. I don't know if they, that would have been the first sentence of the article probably. Hmm. Um, some say they hung it. Some say other things. But <laughs> maybe they fucked it to death. Maybe, man. I don't know. And I mean, then hung it. Allegedly. <laughs> That's a thankless job, that White House press secretary job. I don't know how they haven't had like 10 well, people quit. It's a thankless job when you're working for a piece of shit. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That job, that particular job yeah. right now, because you're just gonna, you're thrown to the wolves every day. Yeah. You get told this is what the White House believes, and then Melissa 10 McCarthy minutes later, Trump in, Melissa McCarthy tweets, is impersonating you. Trump tweets the exact opposite of what you which were told. Which means you now... They're doing some Melissa McCarthy's owner, which means you now have to bring in a guy to be Sarah Huckabee. Right. Because you have Melissa McCarthy doing Sean Spicer. Yeah. So you got to get a guy to do Sarah Huckabee. Oh, who's that going to be? That's what I would do. You got to get a guy to to do Sarah Huckabee. What what guy would it be? Well, I'll just get Keenan to do it. Keenan. He does everything else. (laughs) Make her make a black. Make her a black. (laughs) Keenan. Does everything else. Then you got to put a dress on. Put him him in white face, though. Woke people will not like putting a dress on. Woke people won't like that. Put him in white face, though. That would be. Yeah, I guess you, you gotta get a white guy. Just gotta get a white guy. That's well, they have that one that one white dude on the staff right now. I think he's in his last season. He's about to leave. Yeah, you know, one day he could do it. He could do it. Put a wig on him. Whatever his name is. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he I don't do remember it. his name. Put a wig on him and have him have him. <laughs> come in. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, she's not as around? she's not as funny. As Spicer, but when you, you put that wig funny. on that, when you put the wig on that kid, he'll it'll be yeah, funny. it'll be funny. <laughs> You've got to play it in a funny way. Spicer is just automatically yeah. it's, he's so yeah. he's so stressed out. He's yeah. so ridiculous. He's about to snap all the time. He's always like, it seems like he's shaking yeah. all the time. It's like he's squiggle vision, like yeah. Dr. Katz. It's like he's walking squiggle vision. 
Well, I saw some picture of him wearing one shoe different from the other. So yeah. Was yeah. that an injury or what? No, that was accidental. Just accidental. Yeah, put on one. Put on. Oh yeah, that's God. where he's at. You got dressed in the dark. Put on, <laughs> put on two different socks in the bushes. <laughs> two different socks. Yes. Two yeah. different shoes. No. Yeah. I. I mean, that's that's the thing. If you get dressed in the dark, you accidentally could do that. That picture, which I guess it's not photoshopped. It looks like he's trying to hide. He's trying to hide the foot. Yeah, he's trying to put one foot, which whenever you do that, whenever you try to hide, it just draws attention because you're yeah. standing weird. People, why are your feet like that? <laughs> it's like if you have like, uh, like let's say you have a, like someone pisses their pants or something mm-hmm. and they try to hold something over there. It's like, why are you holding that that yeah. way? That's the thing about when you want to, when you want to whisper to somebody yeah. and you don't want people to, don't whisper. Mm-hmm. Just pitch your voice down real low, but yeah. don't whisper. If you Kinda whisper, it makes people pay attention, draws attention to it. <laughs> you just the thing you're doing to hide is drawing attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. He's standing there, got his foot sideways like a five-year-old <laughs> kid who has to pee. Not pimping. <laughs> like, what are you <laughs> Definitely not pimping. This is, this is very not gangster. <laughs> this, is, this is so not gangster. <laughs> this is the most not gangster White House ever. <laughs> they are so inept in, in every way. And yet these fucking people <laughs> start still hanging. Oh, no, no, no. They're, they're good. Where are we at? We are at 45 minutes. We'll wrap this up with this Capitals fan. Yeah, so the video doesn't really show that much. But oh, no, no, I got one that's better. Yeah. White cop Sue who finds out he has African ancestry Sue City. Well, because his, his buddies started uh, bashing him for yeah. it. Yeah, that's a, it's hilarious <laughs> to me. Because people are doing those DNA tests now. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought my, about doing one. My father-in-law is apparently doing one. Russ did so. one. Russ Green. Through Ancestry.com. Yeah. What's the cost? I don't know. It's Ancestry DNA is the one they put on TV all the time, but there's other ones you can do. There's one with like the G- the DNA, the genome or whatever, and yeah. I think that's like a thousand something. No, it's not like that. Um, I don't think so because Russ has four kids. Yeah. That'd be weird that he's spending yeah, yeah, He was on kind of this podcast away. talking about that, yeah, I think, with like me a, one he's time. He's like a 13-something or other. Cherokee Africa. or, yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. But, uh, yeah, a lot of his goes back to uh, Africa, I believe. There's a little bit of white with Russ, but uh, I forget the percentages. Um, but some people, I guess, have surprising results. There's a little bit of white in Russ Green. A little, a little bit, bit of white, yeah. Did he cut his white. pinky off or something? <laughs> 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 the cost of ancestry DNA test in the U.S. is ninety nine dollars plus shipping costs and applicable taxes. So that's not unreasonable. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Um, and it gives you, I guess, like a basically a map of the world of where your what percentage of your DNA comes from this place and that place. And uh, I think you swab your cheek, or maybe I don't know if you do blood. I think you just swab. I your think cheek. my father in law did the swab. I got a DNA test on my dog once years ago to see what breed he was to make sure he see doing? if he was purebred, and what we did a doing? cheek swab on the dog. And what'd you find out? Well, he he's an Australian cattle dog. He's a blue healer. Okay. Um, which he looks like. The only yeah. thing we had a question about, he's a lot bigger than most dogs of that breed. He's like That's 65 pounds. He's got pounds. a little bit of Aborigine in him. <laughs> he's got a little bit. A little bit. He's like 65 pounds, and they're usually like more in the 40-pound range or even smaller. So we were like, maybe he's mixed. And it, goes, it went back two generations, his parents and his parents' parents. And on one side, it was all blue healer. Mm-hmm. So it was pure. On the other side... Basically, it was blue healer plus blue healer mix. So, like two generations back, there was a blue healer mix. Oh wow! Which means a slight uh, mix, but overall, he's just a big dog for his breed. Right. What it comes down to. Uh, but we did a cheek swab on him. They sold it like Costco. They sure, sold he that loved test. that. You put a treat in front of his face, he'll do whatever you want. You could do surgery <laughs> on that dog if you hold a treat in front of his face while you do it. Like he hates getting baths, but if he knows he's getting a treat, like every minute. Oh yeah, they love he'll the he'll treats. take a bath. He's fine <laughs> with that. He won't be happy, but he'll he'll do it. Um, but I guess with the people, I guess they tell you. I don't know if they have different ones. Russ had all the percentages. Yeah, for his. Well, this this guy did his through ancestry.com. dot com. Yeah, Michigan police officer. His name is first of all. First of all. Just right off the bat. Mm-hmm. His name is Cleon Brown. <laughs> Just Cleon. Right off the bat. Cleon Michigan Brown. Michigan police officer Cleon Brown. Wow. And he's and he was stunned to find out that he was 18% African of his DNA. 18%? In Africa. 18%. Well, his name is like 60%. Your, your name is Cleon, <laughs> yeah. dude. We're going to Ancestry.com. I want everybody to know the Warriors were there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Mark the spot. Mark the spot. <laughs> 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 
Leon. Oh, I just pulled up my dog. I had it in my email. I pulled up my dog's DNA test results. They emailed them to you. Uh, his parents on one side are Australian cattle dog plus mixed breed. On the other side, straight up Australian cattle dog. And if you go back generations, it tells you the mixed breed. The mixed breed is the one that doesn't have a picture of a dog. It has a picture of a little bone. A little bone. Yeah. So there's a little bit of mixed breed in there. Okay. But not much. It was like a black face there, Andy. That's kind of racist. Yeah, I'm just, you know. Why was there a black face? It was like dog, dog, black face, dog, 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 dog. black face. He's got, he's a little aberrant. <laughs> That's racist. Aboriginal. You know, they, you know, they're racist fucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they do in Australia. I mean, I so Michigan police officer Cleon Brown, <laughs> white man, Cleon Brown. Man. Like, can we get? Can we? Let's name him Leon, but more black. <laughs> Neon Cleon. Cleon. Brown was also surprised by how his fellow officers in the Hastings Police Department reacted to the news. He said the police chief, the chief, called him Kunta after the character in Alex Haley's new novel Roots. Was it? I would like to know the race of all the people who, because if a black dude is clowning you and calling yeah. you Kunta, that's different. Yeah. Well, he's giving you love. That's different than the. Yeah. Right. He's like he's like fucking with you. Yeah. He's giving you he's giving you love. These yeah. guys ain't giving you love. Well, others other officers whispered, "Black Lives Matter" when they walked past. See, when they whisper it, that's a problem. Mm. Even the mayor, who has since retired, made cracks. Thumb. Who. Did he tell everyone about this yeah. DNA test? Well, what happened was he told somebody, and then he, as he was getting clowned, they told everybody. Else. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to see if this Look at this 18% list. nigger over here. That kind of shit. <laughs> so that's what they one? found? He was 18%? Yeah. Okay. It was this is when my client was talking to the mayor, and the mayor, upon learning that my client was 18% African, proceeded to tell him a racist joke that just opened the floodgates. Brown said the Christmas tree in the police department lobby was decorated with Santa figurines named after each officer on the brown, on the force. Brown Santa was black with 18% written on the beard. Oh, good. Brown has filed a federal civil rights lawsuit against Hastings, the town's police chief, his deputy chief, a sergeant, and the city manager. These are law enforcement officers. These are people who are supposed to understand cultural sensitivities. Brown said, Borland said Brown has been ostracized and subject to a hostile work environment. He's assumed $50,000, $500,000. So he... <laughs> As soon as he became black. Let me ask you a question, fella. How do y'all treat the black people of this community if they treating you like this? Right. 18% black is suing over his co-worker's reactions to his newfound ethnicity. Let me see how this guy says his 24 hour news 8's Joe LaFerge. Let me go back to the office. Lawsuit. A Hastings police officer is suing the chief and city leaders there. The officer who recently discovered he's 18% black is suing over his co-workers' Black. reactions to his newfound ethnicity. 24-Hour News 8's Joe LaFergie is here with this story. And Brian, this lawsuit could cost the city of Hastings a bundle, but the attorney for the officer says it's not about the money. It all began when an Ancestry research site answered a lingering question Hastings Police Sergeant Cleon Brown had about his lineage. Cleon? When he found out he was 18% African-American, was very proud of it. But according to Brown's Detroit area attorney, not everyone at Hastings PD shared in his, his pride. Does his attorney have a purple suit on? They didn't show her. She was on the phone. She had a... Pratt spotted Brown. He saw Cleon standing there and... Cleon. Said, hey, Kunta. As in Kunta Kinte. Are we, we know, well, hold on, stop right there. Response, what what other Kunta would there possibly be? Kunta Sullivan. Hey, Kunta, as in Kunta Kinte. <laughs> we, we got it. As in Kunta uh, Kinte. <laughs> we, got, we got you. <laughs> I cannot believe you just called me that. Details in the civil rights violation lawsuit filed by Brown in early April indicate things went downhill for Brown, a 19-year veteran of the force, from there. Claims of fist pumps and whispers of Black Lives Matter from fellow officers as they pass Brown. Fist pumps? Is the that like that? evidence appeared on the Christmas tree in the lobby of the PD. Decorations including Santa figurines with the names of each officer. Brown Santa was black with 18% written on the beard. I have He's a picture of it too. <laughs> law enforcement officers. These are people who are supposed to understand cultural sensitivities. Oh, right. The lawsuit names sure. the city, Chief Jeff Pratt, <laughs> Deputy Chief Dale Bolter, Sergeant Chris Miller, and City Manager Jeff Mansfield as defendants. All those Boylan guys are says white. the defendants created a hostile work environment that Brown was ostracized and basically frozen out. Boylan believes it's created a dangerous environment. I don't see that any officer that has been retaliating against him is going to come to Cleon's aid. So, if proven, what should the price tag be on the alleged misconduct? 
Boylan says they want to force the city to provide better racial sensitivity training for officers, but she says the lawsuit can't award that only cash. Just better, better training. In this training. case, at least a half a million dollars. Hastings city manager says they are aware of the lawsuit, but can't comment. So the minute he became black, he started facing uh, yeah. racial discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to apologize to all the people he profiled. Yeah, you think? Because he was a cop. Now that mm-hmm. now that he's become, oh, I'm sure that those good officers don't do any of that racial profiling, Andy. Yeah. Racial well, I'm talking about the guy who's now one fifth black. Oh, I'm, I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about yeah. all of them. I'm sure none of them. Yeah. Well, no, none they don't. Did that they well. just need better sensitivity training. Retraining. There's not I many. They probably they had a good sensitivity training. It was like decent, but there's yeah. better ones they out there. Needs better to be 18 percent better. Better sensitivity <laughs> training. At least 18 percent. Turns out the sensitivity training didn't cover them knowing someone who's part black. Other than that, it, had, it was a great training, but they're just going to get a better one, a better curriculum. <laughs> At least 18% better. Yeah. Something. At some point, will they say, well, maybe no amount of training would help? <laughs> maybe there's no better training? Like, just be a fucking decent uh, person? Cleon's daddy, Cephas. <laughs> <laughs> Named him Cleon. No, his, his dad is getting his own DNA test. Dude, your name is Cleon, and you had to take it. You, you, yeah. They didn't click on you, Cleon? Cleon. <laughs> <laughs> Cleon, wow, Cleon is a really good dancer. Have you ever noticed that Cleon yeah. dances so really it good? It comes naturally to him. It <laughs> always has. I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I feel like Cleon. I mean, yeah, in the United States, it's a, become a black thing, but I feel like it was a Greek name at some point. Might have been from some kind of thing. And I've known funny. a lot of black people to have Greek names. She's probably has funny and Cleon. Yeah, I, yeah. I was buddy that. It's Cleon, a good Cleon there holds the holds the uh, the academy course record for the uh, obstacle course. That's I yeah. Know, I don't know why, but it's just weird that <laughs> <laughs> he did it in a full five seconds faster than anybody else. Isn't that if, odd? I bet the ancestry site could have just said, you know, we're not going to test. We we got your name, <laughs> Cleon. You're eighteen percent black. There's the we don't have to test your. your you can say, we can save some time you know here what? on this one. Save your money there, Cleon. <laughs> Cleon was an Athenian general. Uh, yeah, that's Athenian. this is, this is that's a Greek name. General Cleon. too, like like yeah. the warlord. Yeah, Athenian general during the Peloponnesian War. He was the first prominent representative of the commercial class. And this is the guy. He was such a good general. He just went by one name. He's like that's Beyonce. Right. Yeah. Uh, he was he was the, the clay hive. If you will, <laughs> he was the first prominent. <laughs> that's what they called his army, the, the clay hive. The clay hive. The first prominent you representative. You fuck the, around, the clay hive gonna come for you. Uh, you keep fucking around, <laughs> the clay hive will come. Um, well, you know, he might have been. He was the first prominent representative of the commercial class in Athenian politics, which I don't know if that's like working class. Probably. Although he was an aristocrat himself, mm. so he actually advocated for people who were unlike him. Yeah. His contemporaries, uh, Thucydides and Aristophanes, represented him as a warmongering demagogue. Yeah, Thucydides <laughs> was a big historian. Oh, okay. Thucydides. He was good. He was a good historian. Real specific. Uh, Thucydides, T H U C Y D I D E S. That's right. That's a that's a ridiculous name. Uh, so yeah, that's Cleon, the original Cleon. Cleon, <laughs> the original Greek Cleon, the Athenian general. I mean, he he did lead the warriors. So. Mm-hmm. He he died in the year 422 BC. Yeah, he died at minute 15. <laughs> <laughs> he did lead the warriors. No word on on his uh, how he died. Well, right now he's most likely got a nice dick shoved halfway up his ass. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he died by uh, killing himself while his hands were cuffed behind his back in the yeah, back of a police car. Yeah. police car. Yeah, shooting himself in the head. That's how Cleon. Because <laughs> how Cleon took himself out. The original. Or or he hung himself. <laughs> yeah, hung himself. <laughs> he hung himself to death. Yeah, without. Just he just did himself in like that. A Cleon Aaron Cleon. Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> Cleon. I think we could bring this one home on Cleon. Cleon. I think we could. Cleon. I hope you guys enjoyed today's uh, podcast. I hope you bought your tickets to come see me and Rick Younger tomorrow night or Saturday night. Yep. At the Draft House in DC. You can go to Draft House Comedy. Uh click on there, you'll see a picture of Rick. Buy your tickets. You should have already bought them, but if you haven't or just come by them at the door. Uh, DC Draft House in uh, DC on 13th and I. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, yeah. Come see me and Andy <laughs> Klein at the was it Green Turtle? Green Turtle in Fairfax on twenty fourth, May twenty fourth, Wednesday. And Wednesday. Then the following night, the Black Squirrel. My no, no. Show. The following week is the oh, Black oh, following Squirrel. week. I'm sorry, thirty first. Yes. Following the following Wednesday. night, the twenty fifth, you can see me and Randolph and mm-hmm. Dominic Rivera, among others. 
yeah. at Beer Baron Puerto at Rican, 8 o'clock. Puerto Rican Bay. Yeah, uh, 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 Puerto Rico Suave. Um, are, are. <laughs> so that's uh, that's the May calendar. And you can always, if you want, you can just, uh, you know, kick into the tip jar. Three guys on at gmail.com if you want to email us or send us something on PayPal. And buy my album Vintage and review it if you bought it, especially if you liked it. I, I prefer positive reviews. But it's out in all the stores and all the streaming sites, etc. And tell a friend about it. Tell a friend about yeah, it. Yeah, spread the word. I mean, you know, you have friends that like good comedy, so tell a friend about it. Tell a friend. It's better than Cajun Sparkle. Mm. All right, people. We It is better than Cajun Sparkle. Yeah. But judge for yourself. Yeah. Judge for yourself. It's it's nearly as good as Cajun Sparkle. Nearly as good. Judge for yourself. All right, people. Y'all come on back on Monday. We'll be here for you guys. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for coming in with us today. We appreciate you like we always do. You know we do. I want to thank Petey Steele for sitting in with us today. My pleasure. Our thank third you. guy, our sock puppet. Number two, I think, maybe. SP2. Yeah, maybe sock puppet number yeah. two. I want to thank him for sitting in with us. As always, we have a great time. And we appreciate y'all. And I think that is it. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Petey Steele. Listen, if your name is Cleon or Cephas, <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines, yeah. you don't got to wonder. Yeah, no. <laughs> just get out there and dance. Get out, there, out there. Get 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 out